Welcome to the Walk Around Podcast. Our goal is to share with you the insight, skills, processes, and the leaders that are influencing the retail automotive landscape today. I'm Nick Funch, one of your hosts, and joined always by Danny Mitchell. Special day today, Danny. Special day. We have brought you the insights and the voices of leaders for a year. One whole year celebrating uh, our birthday, our first birthday. How many uh, episodes? 32? 32 episodes. Yes, sir. 32 different perspectives. Um, what we thought would be fun today is to uh, go through some of our own personal highlights over the last year and, and revisit a couple of those key strategies and thought leaders and, and share them with the team. How does that sound? Yeah. I mean, we the team has rounded up 10 uh, moments from the last year from a few different podcasts, and we're excited to kind of bring them back, bring them to the forefront for the birthday, and we'll talk through them. So I think we can jump right in. In no particular order. Yes. Uh, I, would, I think we should mention one thing, though, Danny. I think stay tuned at the end. We've got a little offer for all of our listeners. Uh, you don't want to miss this. Uh, make sure you listen to all 10 moments from the last year and then listen for kind of uh, opportunity at the end to get a little walk around swag yeah we got something special for you so make sure you stick around so off the top we're going to lead with jake mckenzie this is podcast episode one if you're curious and you want to come back and listen to the whole pod uh it is episode one standing out how branding creates customer loyalty and we've got a quick clip to listen to well, you're fundamentally trying to answer the question, why me? Why should you come shop with me? And answer it as if a consumer is asking the question. If you can't answer it super succinctly, then you haven't done a good job of differentiating yourself. Um, and you can answer that question in lots of ways. It can be a very rational answer. And, you know, going back to your example of largest inventory, that is a rational answer and a fair one. That is something you can claim that other people can't claim that that might be a reason somebody would shop you. Stronger answers, um, are answers that appeal to the consumer and help fill their needs. You know, the process you're going to love. Um, there was a dealership out west that changed their positioning to being the stress-free uh, car buying experience, and they aligned everything around it, including they set up this one chamber with an old car in it and a sledgehammer that you could go in and get your stresses out um, before you start buying a car. And so they've geared everything around, you know, making the process stress-free, um, and they are killing it because they are saying something different. I remember Jake fondly. What was your takeaways from that? Well, I just thought that sledgehammer production would be going through the roof and that we'd see that in more dealers. I haven't seen it yet. Have not seen a rise in sledgehammer sales. Yeah, but it's a good point. And I think it's, it's interesting that that was a note from the first episode. And I think since then, we've had a few episodes from, from different leaders in the space talking about brand and how that's so important. And what's your differentiator, I think, was the key that I took away from Jake's. It's not like largest inventory or your low price leader. It doesn't really tug on the, the heartstrings of the end consumer. And so how can you use your brand to create that emotional response uh, within the consumer to hopefully drive traffic and, and create a customer for life? So uh, really enjoyed having Jake on the podcast and uh, excited um, to get more more clips from the past year. So who's next up on the list, Danny? All right, so next we've got from episode four, Ryan Benstock, Paragon Honda, Paragon Acura. The episode is called Creating the Customer-Centric Dealership. 
And we're talking about how customers value time more than money and what you can do about that as a leader. So let's jump into it. For the first time in history, uh, customers have uh, placed a higher value on time than money. Yeah. And, and, and it's factual. They, they, they put value, more value on their time than they do on their money. And so now, more than ever, when we're wasting a consumer's time, uh, they, they will get angry and they'll get back at us for wasting mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And they get back at us with never again, arms folded. I'm not doing this uh, again. So I, 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 I think it's uh, incumbent on us as an industry to look for ways to make better use of customers' time. One of my favorite topics, Danny, you know, for so long in retail automotive, when manufacturers survey customers, it says, how long did it take? Were you satisfied with how long it took? And, you know, there's a varying degree of responses to that question. You know, one of the things I always challenged uh, people that I interacted with was what that's really telling is um, I don't want my time wasted. Like when, when a customer is saying the transaction takes too long, they're really telling you they don't want their time wasted. And uh, Brian just, I think, reaffirmed that in that message around it's not about the money. Uh, it's about the time it takes to conduct a transaction. And if you can make that piece frictionless, consumers will probably spend more money. Yeah. I mean, it's a great perspective, especially now and over the last year and a half or so in the world we kind of live in and how we move virtually and, you know, other kind of sectors of the world have made purchasing so easy. I can get my groceries delivered. I can get everything delivered. I never have to leave my house. Um, and so how can we make what we do in, in this industry as easy and as frictionless as possible? For sure. Our next clip comes from somebody who's been in the news a little bit lately. I don't know if we had anything to do with that or not, <laughs> but uh, Jason Stein, former editor, of Automotive News has now moved on to uh, a show on XM Radio as well as uh, a role and uh, still in the automotive industry. But he talked about the retail world and how it accelerated so much um, just in a matter of months, uh, more than it had in years prior. Should we take a listen? Let's do it. Yeah, the opportunities are around uh, an accelerant that we could not have imagined uh, back around NADA in February. Everybody talked about how the world needed to move into a digital space at a much faster clip. They talked about how dealers were dinosaurs and just weren't adapting to uh, what consumers wanted in, in the February 2020 world. And then March 2020 hit. What we've seen happen is, as best described by one of our guests on uh, on our World Congress virtual conversations this spring, is that uh, the retail world went probably accelerated three to five years in three to five months. And and it's it's so true at every level, whether it's handling consumers in a different way, whether it's responding to customer needs that are dramatically uh, or were dramatically different and are dramatically different now, or it's just simply the digitization aspect of the retail space, which the really progressive dealers have moved very, very fast. And I think what you've seen is that those those dealers who were ready for the change and who were uh, prepared to take on a whole new virtual experience or um, address consumer needs that were drastically uh, different are ready for it. Well, it always has been said necessity breeds innovation. And I think the pandemic certainly bred innovation in automotive at a pace that we really hadn't seen. And I think that uh, as we continue to navigate this post-pandemic world, 
we'll, we'll need to continue to kind of rely on those uh, lessons we learned to put kind of consumer preferences at the forefront and um, not kind of force consumers into to our own kind of model. Anything you recall specifically there, Danny? Yeah, I think it's a great point. One of the things I remember from that podcast, um, which was episode five of the podcast, um, was, you know, Jason made a point to say, you know, it's not necessarily about having everything together and having all your ducks in a row and having all your digital retailing tools plugged in and working perfectly. Sometimes it's just about the mindset and being ready for when change does come. What is it that you can do and, and how can you rise to meet some of those challenges? And, and sometimes that's where dealers are finding the most success. It's not necessarily always you've arrived at modern retail. It's you have the right mindset. You're flexible. You're doing what you can to meet your customers where they are. So I think, you know, Jason Stein, he's got a new Sirius XM uh, radio show. So, you know, you might want to check that out. He's got great sidelines into the industry for sure. For sure. Uh, our next clip, um, you know, Danny, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but, you know, a little fanboy out here over, uh, <laughs> over our next clip from uh, Jesse Itzler. Which episode was that? So that was episode seven. Jesse Itzler um, built a company, sold it to Coca-Cola, built another company, sold it to Warren Buffett. He is a serial entrepreneur, as they say. Um, and he is also a, kind of a motivational speaker and has a really cool program called Building Your Life Resume. Yeah. So let's see what Jesse has to say about kind of growing what you do and how you build your own life resume. I think that the only way to really be in tune with your gut is to spend time alone. For me, I'm a runner. I've been running, let's just say, an hour a day for 30 years or something, 40 years, I don't even know. It's part of my lifestyle. It's not even a commitment, it's automatic. Mm. And that's my alone time. Without that, it's easy to listen to people's opinion and TV and get influenced, but I'm really trying to be in tune with my gut. That took me to like, what do I like to do? What, what, what? Humans are very simple. We all want one thing. We want to feel good. Mm. And those buckets make me feel good. And, you know, wasting time or doing, you know, stuff that doesn't, isn't fulfilling for me. And again, I'm 51, so it's a little bit different for me than I, maybe when I was in my 20s, it was different. But at this stage, that's what's important. As you evolve and as you grow, your life system has to change and evolve and grow. Mm. So when I was 20, when, how old are you, Danny? I'm 26. All right, when I was 26, I was having dinner at 11 o'clock at night. And now I have dinner at 5.30. My life is different. So it just, you evolve. And if you don't evolve, you're just not growing. You know, who wants that? If you don't evolve, you're just not growing. Um, I think it's it's such a timeless message. And it's something I, I think is always good to reflect back, just back to the basics. Um, especially with everything that's going on just in the world around us. What are you doing kind of for yourself just to feel good every day? And the, that investment in yourself will help you bring your best version of yourself uh, to whatever it is that you do in your own business. Yeah. And I, one of the things I really enjoy about Jesse is he talks about those buckets and whether it's family, whether it's faith, whether it's your work, uh, whatever you're going to make, create those buckets within your life that you invest the time, the energy, the resources to get the most out of them. I mean, he's really big on kind of the finite time you have. And if it's worth doing, it's worth kind of pouring your all into it. I think it, um, he, I, Jesse always has a way of kind of motivating me and it was great to, 
to get him on our podcast and, and talk about kind of how you can go about some of those strategies. You can go about doing that for yourself. And again, I believe it was episode seven. Uh, check that out. It's always a good one. Up next, though, is probably one of my favorite guests, uh, Michelle DeTondo. Uh, really has got an interesting background, but she shares a little bit in her episode, which was episode, episode nine, episode nine about the importance of communication and specifically when um, there's disruption and things are unclear that communication can kind of help uh, cut through all of that ambiguity and, and really crystallize direction. And so let's take a listen from Michelle. I would say one, flexibility, adaptability were incredibly important during that aftermath. The other thing was constant communication. It was a time where there was a, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of grief that, you know, we were kind of uh, creating process and rules daily as we went. Um, we were deciding how to respond to things just kind of on the fly, 24 hours a day. But the one thing I think we did really well was constantly communicate to the leaders at each of our property, to all the HR leaders who were then responsible for communicating to employees. But, multiple conference calls with everyone all day long and the leaders clearly understood their job was to get messages out to their employees. Make sure to go back and take a listen to Michelle's episode. Uh, just as a quick refresher, Danny, I, I know that uh, it's always helpful to think about. You know, Michelle was leading all of human resources for MGM when there was that horrific shooting uh, at the concert um, from their building to concert goers across the street and having to kind of navigate that situation and be empathetic, but also be a leader that makes the, make those decisions in real time uh, was really something we could all learn from. And I certainly got a lot out of um, Michelle's conversation. Yeah. And that episode, um, if you miss it, is episode nine. The title is Leading Through Disruption. I think that's just a perfect title for for that episode. And she just brought so many um, great insights. Like you said, that is just such a challenge. Um, and it may look like something else for you where you're at today. Uh, but there's so many principles in there that I think are, are super valuable with, with everything that she led through in her role. So there are uh, five down, five to go of some of our memorable moments from the last year. Who's next? All right. So next with episode 10, we've got TJ Prainer. Um, he talks about how digital retail reflects the world that we live in. This episode is called The Digital Retail Evolution. Um, let's dive right in. Let's take a listen. From my space, I just see it not as digital retailing, but it's just retailing. It's just a new way to buy cars, to browse and research F&I products schedule service, you name it. It's just, it's what the consumers have been doing on so many other channels and levels. And we're just now into the game. And it's just, at the end of it, it's just a way to retail a car. Yeah, I always think about, you know, it's consistent with the way that consumers are experiencing the rest of the world around them, right? So anything that you want to do at this point, you can pretty much do online. And like you said, TJ, it's heightened by uh, kind of what's happened in the world this year with, with COVID. TJ, you know, I think he, he reminded me of something that's very prevalent today. It's in the automotive space, we talk about digital retailing, like it's something that's it's very different or very... Uh, you know, goes against the flow a little bit of, of traditional uh, commerce, but the reality is just e-commerce, right? 
we everyone does it every day, whether they're they're ordering dinner, you know, to be delivered to their house or whether they're streaming, you know, the latest episode of Ted Lasso or whatever anyone wants to watch or or whether they're, you know, ordering a new TV. And I think the more the dealers think about it as kind of just e-commerce and part of the regular part of the normal part of doing life, um, it kind of breaks down some of those, that hesitation and anxiety around digital retailing and, you know, end-to-end consumer delivery. It's just create an e-commerce channel and, and chances are the rest will take care of itself. Oversimplified. Well, I think you, you make a good point though. And it's what, what does the consumer ultimately want? If you focus on them and you put them first, uh, you know, the chips are probably going to fall in the right spots. And a lot of that looks like digital retail and it looks like technology. Um, but ultimately if you focus on them and, and make them the core of your process, I think you're going to, you're going to see the wins come out of that. Yeah. Who's next? So next we've got Damon Lester, episode, uh, episode 12, diversity 12. in the dealership with Damon Lester. Let's take a listen. Just the demographics of America um, continue to become more and more diverse. And it's projected by I think 2045 that minority community would become the majority population within that, that 20 plus year time frame. Is that if you're not embracing diversity as part of your business imperative or incorporating diversity as part of your business, then you are and will lose market share. And so it's not it's, this is a, a, a segment and a growth of a, of a population of consumers um, that our industry needs because they buy vehicles. And, and why not try to, try to stay ahead of this by making sure you're embracing it, whatever form of fashion that you, know, that you choose to do so. Great message from Damon Lester, uh, chairman of the um, National Automotive Minority or National uh, Association Association of Minority Automobile Dealers. There you go. A lot of A's in there. <laughs> the uh, but great message around um, embracing diversity and the importance of and valuing varying perspectives and and really how your dealership uh, gets made up. I'm reminded of a, another podcast we recorded with around some of the changing demographics in the buying kind of population. And I think those two really connect. That your your team that you're putting out on the field to serve the customers should reflect kind of those changing demographics. And I think the, the dealers that are embracing that certainly will, will see the results. Yeah. And he's got such a great perspective. I remember from that pod, just the insight that he brought. And actually, I would plug another one, um, which was episode 18 with Jorge Placencia. He talks about building that diverse dealership. Another great episode that talks about this subject and the things that you can be thinking about and how you can kind of uh, be thinking about that, like you said, the players that you put on the field and, and what are ways to start that process. Yeah, for sure. Uh, really appreciative of Damon's perspective and, and challenging all of us. But who's next on the list? All right. So next up, we've got from episode 21. Yeah. Bob Lanham. He's the head. Yeah. He's the head of uh, automotive retail at Facebook. You know, maybe a place you've heard of, maybe a place you've got some cars advertising on Facebook. You're going to search that, yeah. do a quick Google search. Yeah, I need to figure out what that is. <laughs> um, so he talks about the differences um, and the influence of sales versus marketing and how that plays out in the dealership. His episode is great. He also talks about 
um, just how to really market your dealership efficiently and how to take a look at your media mix. He's got a really cool system. Um, so let's dive in. Yeah, let's like take a listen. Well, there's a clear difference between selling and marketing. They're two very different professions, right? And you have to understand the nuances of each. But most general managers or, or GSM, general sales managers, where do they come from? They sales. come from the, the sales floor, right? They just yeah. move themselves up. So their mentality is sales, sales, sales. How many leads can I buy, right? Or, or what impression program is there that gives me a low cost per click, but leads, right? right? And, and that's easy to do in many cases. But what, what has happened as the industry has evolved or media has evolved and, and form leads are declining, right? And, and, and different measure, they've realized the media education has never been there. And, you know, that, that is actually one of my, my, my passion projects outside of Facebook is to help the industry understand what media mix modeling is. They call it MMM, media mix modeling. And all that is, is understanding everything you're buying by line item, how yeah. much you're buying it, and then how are your sales? Yeah, great points by Bob. I'm reminded of kind of the differences between selling, sales, and marketing. And more importantly, how are you measuring ROI in your store? And then doubling down on where you're getting that ROI to, uh, to capitalize on your investments. I think that's some of business 101. But if, if you can't manage and measure where those dollars are going, it makes that difficult. So great message from Bob, as always. And that episode is super tactical. He breaks down his media mix modeling strategy. So if that's something that resonated with you, I definitely encourage you to, to go and listen back to episode 21. And he's got some really good tips about uh, how to start that process, what to be thinking about, what data to be collecting, what questions to be asking. He'll really get you started in the right direction. So our next clip comes from our friend, Brian Kramer, who really is... Uh, on the leading edge and really trying to position his dealership uh, to to be on the forefront of kind of this evolving network. And I think he has worked hard already on transforming some things as far as a paperless transaction within the store. And I think to hear some of his uh, leadership strategies um, throughout that and how to keep his team motivated was really beneficial. So let's take a listen. Instead of having all this manual intervention and all this intuition and what do I think about this and having salespeople getting all these different answers, is having massive clarity around what it should be based on a probability. Maybe it's not 100%, but 80% of the time it should be this, like any other business. And like Jeff Bezos says, the best process, and I've had process manuals and books and all this <laughs> SOPs, the best process is the one that just works where you don't need, you know, you don't get a one with your iPhone. There's no right. user manual. It's just intuitive and it works. And that was the end goal for was to make it intuitive, not just for the customers, but for the salespeople, for the finance managers, the sales managers, so that I don't have to have all these, you know, all the stress that, why don't they do it this way? You know, cause it's either I didn't provide enough clarity or it's not simple enough. And typically it's a little bit of both. Love that message from Brian. I'm reminded clear is kind. And if you can kind of get your processes crystal clear to his point, those, um, operating procedures and manuals and three ring binders workflows uh become less reliant on within the store so what were your thoughts there dan just make it easy just yeah. make it easy i think there's so many things that you could look at in the dealership so many moving parts process improvements things that you may want to be growing in 
but ultimately making it easy is what will help make it sticky. And um, he's just got a really great story in that episode about how he did that with his leadership team in the store and, and the results that they saw. And what episode was that again? So that was episode 23. So check it out. Episode 23, Brian Kramer. Uh, and I think rounding out our, our kind of favorite moments from the past year before we eat some cake to celebrate, <laughs> I believe comes from our first episode. Correct me if I'm wrong, Danny. It was one of the first episodes that we recorded. Uh, it went out as episode three, okay, which is called Using Empathy to Understand Your Customer and Boost Sales. It is actually also one of the top listened episodes that we've ever published. Oh, wow. Um, so that's definitely a message that resonates and it may be resonating with you as you're listening now, but Sasha's got a great perspective. Let's jump in. Yeah, I think there's three reasons why empathy is important in, in sales. Number one, it demonstrates uh, a cu customer centricity. It demonstrates that you're aligned with what their agenda is, that you care about their agenda and that you're focused on them. It's not about you. It's not about your commission. Uh, it's about them getting the best car buying experience possible. Okay. Uh, and that you want to make sure they get something they like rather than something that you have. <laughs> uh, so customer centricity, number one. Number two, another thing about empathy that builds the relationship is once, uh, I'm sure listeners will, will be able to relate to this. Once there is empathy in a relationship, communication opens up. There's less guardedness, right? We're speaking more freely. Uh, we're not hiding agendas as much. Uh, so it really opens up the, the flow of communication if you're able to demonstrate empathy with one another. The third one, and maybe the most pragmatic one, is good empathy allows salespeople to identify hidden needs. It, it allows them to really understand what's, what's the pain point, uh, what do they want in a situation, and because of that, it makes you a better salesperson. You're not guessing, you're understanding. Sounds like empathy is a little bit of a superpower. You know, if you can harness it right and, and use it in the right way, I mean, there's so many benefits to kind of uh, increasing your own emotional intelligence and just learning about some of those tactical strategies uh, to empathize better with those around you. Yeah, I love that. I think that when I think about Sasha's message there, you know, the, the part about kind of building trust with the consumer and it, it almost like you're in a card game when you're negotiating about a car and, and empathy helps to kind of put the cards on the table and for both sides to understand and come to some agreement without a lot of back and forth and hopefully heavy handed negotiation. So certainly in complete agreement around empathy being a superpower. And, and I think it reflects, uh, it resonates with our listeners being one of our most listened to episodes. So, uh, but go back and revisit. I think it, it'll help anyone uh, whether you're experienced in the retail space or just getting into the retail space. For sure. For sure. So, uh, Danny, I think that kind of buttons up some of our favorite moments from the past year. Uh, it's been a heck of a ride. I think, um, you know, we're excited about where the automotive space is heading. Um, there's, I think, no better industry to be aligned with right now. When we think about all the transformation we've experienced in the last 18 months to two years, but more importantly, all that, that we're going to experience. And, um, I know we've got a lot of people to thank uh, for one year, but we just got one year down. And, um, you know, but I, I think we mentioned about an offer. You want to go over that offer with everyone? Yeah. So, you know, if you've gotten value, if you've learned something from the past year and these episodes, we would love 
uh, if you would kind of share this out. And so what we want to do is we want to, if you take a moment, you kind of share, maybe it's your favorite episode, maybe it's just a link to the podcast on your own LinkedIn, and you tag us, we will coordinate with you and we will send you some walk around swag. This is stuff. Walk around swag? You can't just you've go been holding and get it. this you, We've been, been holding, holding this out. for a year. We said, you know what? When we get to the year mark, we're going to release it. So if you want some walk around swag, um, exclusive walk around swag um, for a limited time, share a link out to your favorite episode, share a link out to the podcast, tag us on LinkedIn, and we'll hook you up. Yeah, it's like our present to you for, for our first birthday. Pretty cool. Huh? Hard to go wrong there. I got to check out some of this swag. But uh, yeah, it sounds great. Make sure you tag Danny, tag myself. The other thing, you know, I, I think as we're as we're rounding the corner on one year, uh, there's a couple people that really make this all happen. And I think we should recognize them. Danny, you want to share? Hang on. Yeah, particular? I, I think, you know, are we this would be pretty tough to do for a whole year without our uh, kind of producer in the background, Drew Boslow, making it happen. Yeah. Um, and she is always kind of fearlessly jumping into the trenches to, to get some of the great guests and, and leaders in the space uh, to just have a conversation and kind of share their insights. So we're definitely thankful for her support and everything she does for the show. Anyone else you want to call out? Uh, well, you know, as long as I've got the microphone, I want to thank my mom and dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there's so many around, uh, around the company, Mark Spoto, Lori Kelly, James Gahn, Ryan Lachelle, Dan Loriano, many on the marketing team who have helped kind of bring the show to life. And, um, and thank, thanks to all of our guests who have joined us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, making the show possible and, and bringing their great insights. And you know what, Nick, thanks to you. Thanks to you, buddy. You know, I, uh, I I never felt I would need to prepare like an Emmy. Thank you. You just <laughs> pulled it off miraculously without a note. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun and certainly more to come. I think it's time for some cake. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Walk Around. Like and share this with your friends. And uh, we'll talk soon. Be sure to keep listening to The Walk Around as we explore the retail automotive space to keep up with the leaders that are influencing the retail automotive landscape today. We really appreciate you joining us today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and rate us and share it with your friends.